Let me remind you that one of the freedoms we have as children of God is that we can question our Heavenly Father. If anybody's ever told you that you can't question God or that it's wrong to question God, well, you've been lied to. In fact, if you look through the Psalms, over and over we have questions directed at our Heavenly Father. Questions such as these from Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart all the day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? How long will you forget me forever? Why is this happening? Where are you? Question after question is launched from the broken souls of people who are in need, launched toward heaven's door, crying out for God to act, to do something, to save us now. Advent is a time of waiting, of course, but that doesn't mean that when we're waiting, we cease to ask God how long. If anything, we double our prayers. We cry out to him to act, to see us, to bend down and to help us in our time of need. Sometimes we don't even know how to pray. Sometimes we don't know what words to say. Reminds me of a story that Robert Barron told one time about a woman who was in the hospital with her husband. He was slowly dying of cancer. She would sit by him day after day, hold his hand, pray with him, read the Bible to him. One day, she was extremely distraught and just had to get out. So she left his room. She walked down the stairs, and she stormed out the front of the hospital. There was a group of nuns who happened to be by the door, and they saw her leave and saw that she was in great distress. They watched her cross the street, and she walked up to a statue of the Virgin Mary. And all of a sudden, she bent down and began picking up dirt and rocks and just hurling them toward the statue. One of the younger nuns wanted to run over and stop her, but an older nun put her hand on her shoulder and said, No, no, don't. She's praying. Sometimes prayer feels like that, as if we're just picking up dirt and rocks and hurling them toward heaven's gate because we don't know how else to pray. The Psalms do give us the words by which to pray. Words such as I read from Psalm 13, words that are scattered all over the Psalter, in which we hurl these words toward heaven, in which we pick up these words from the Psalms and we throw them to God, praying that he would answer. And he does. He does in his own way, of course. He does in his God way, probably not the way that we expect him to, Probably not the way that we want him to, but God does always answer. And even though that answer varies, it always really comes down to this. God's answer to prayer is always in one way or another, Jesus Christ, my son, is for you. Jesus Christ is always in one way or another the answer to our prayers by the Father. He puts us into the body of Jesus Christ in holy baptism so that we are forever intimately united to the one who was crucified for us. He gives us Jesus Christ in the forgiveness of sins. He fills us with the peace of Christ. In the midst of our 
struggles, in the midst of our brokenness. He gives us Jesus because Jesus is our only help, our only consolation in time of need. In the midst of our grief, he unites us to the resurrection of Christ. In the midst of our anxiety, he unites us to the one who is our shepherd. And so as we pray how long or where or why, the Father always points us to Christ, to the one who is our only hope in time of need, the one who is truly the answer to our every prayer, our every want, our every need. So as we wait this Advent, as we wait in times of joy, as we wait in times of sadness, we know that we wait with Jesus by our side. He who was crucified and resurrected for us, he who was born in Bethlehem for us, will never leave our side. May his grace and peace and mercy be yours in abundance, now and forever. Amen.